Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. You're listening to my mom, the real Kathy Lee. She's a hot mess. You're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Glad you're back. And, you know, your last podcast, I have gotten such great feedback, Carrie. Just yesterday, I met with a mom who felt like she had lost her joy in motherhood. And I mentioned um, our podcast, and she listened to it, and she just began to cry and share how thankful she she was for it. So thank you for being open and honest about not always loving this role of mother. Yeah, you know, I was actually just talking to my mother-in-law because she's in the other room, the other room, the rest of the house, not this closet, um, with the kids. And she was like, she said, I, I, I listened to the podcast and I didn't realize that that's what you were going through. And my aunt said the same thing. I'm like, I, it's hard when you're going through it, you know, it's hard. Um, how, how do you look at some, at someone and just feel, they're like, Hey, how are you? And you're like, well, I kind of don't like being a mom right now. That, that that's hard. That's hard to say. It's not always received well. Um, you feel guilt over feeling that way, and I think there's just so much power in knowing and, and comfort in knowing. I'm not the I'm not the only one, and there are hard days, and it's not going to last forever. Expectations and how they can steal your joy and things like that. And so, like this will be cool to just kind of flush through that and really what what you meant by that because I think I really know what you mean by that. Um, but there are so many different directions I feel like expectations can go. Like, we think a lot that, like, we have high expectations. That sounds like a really great thing. And it is. It can be if those, if they're realistic, good expectations that are beneficial. Um, but I think you were right when you said that they can, they can really steal your joy. So I was, I was hoping that you would maybe flesh, flesh that out just a little. And I'd love to. Expectations often ruin our joy because they're unrealistic. And most of the time we create them when we're all by ourselves. And when we are by ourselves, we don't always make the best decisions or expect the right things. I don't know if you're guilty of that, but I am. My mind starts wandering. I end up making up our story. Our brain has to make up stuff. And a lot of times, if we don't know the real answer, and a lot of times that's what expectations are. You go away for a weekend and you expect that your husband's going to clean the house, have all the children fed and bathed. He's probably even going to have flowers waiting for you because he knows how difficult it is for you to be a mom. And he's going to appreciate this so much. And not only that, he's probably bought you some lovely jewelry and he's even planned a vacation. 
And then when you get home, the reality is, not always, but sometimes it's chaos. Or maybe some dinner's made, but it's hot dogs. and It doesn't matter, but because we never had that conversation, we just created this expectation by ourselves. We are often disappointed. And then we lashed out at these people because they didn't know our expectations that we never communicated. So yeah. I think that's that's how it ruins relationships. And I think that so much with children, too, as a parent, we come up with expectations that our children should, you know, obey the first time, but we don't even understand how the brain works that they can't do that at a certain age. Or we expect them to be reading, and we're so frustrated that they're not, but we haven't taken the time to understand and, and find out when a child should be reading. So all of that, again can end up destroying a relationship and stealing your joy and stealing their joy and everyone's unhappy because we've created these almost fake worlds, fake expectations, unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, and don't you think too that just in this world that we live in, this this hyper, um, so uh, I say socialized, this social media world with this <sighs> rapid fire information and everybody has an opinion about everything and blogs, like we talked about not too long ago, I'm like, I'm going to write a blog post about why I don't like blog posts. Right. <laughs> um, but seriously, because these, everybody has a, has an opinion about something. And so if we spend our time reading all of the people's opinions, we come away feeling like we're expected to be completely authentic while we're keeping a, a clean house while we are have children who obey the first time who also are able to be muddy and and you just come away with these completely unrealistic things that that are put upon us by other people like we take those things upon ourselves to do all of the things and this is how why i think we do it that's such a great point it is like this we take their one word, one sentence highlight on social media, and we try and apply that to all 24 hours of our day, right? So they might say, oh, my child did this amazing thing, that one sentence, and that one picture. And so we then go, oh, I expect every single moment of my day to look just like their little highlight, not reality. And I think people's highlights are just that, but we begin to compare them to our sometimes low lights, and it's ugly. And then we beat ourselves up and we live in shame and um, everyone's frustrated. So that's, I yeah. do think social media really has created some false, unrealistic expectations on moms. Yeah. And I think too, like just having a, a, an expectation, even if we didn't know that we had an expectation walking into motherhood, I think we all have it. And one of the things that I say often, it's like, I don't know what I expected but it wasn't this. Right. <laughs> it, it wasn't this. And this has been surprising in great ways and in very difficult ways. Um, and, and trying to reconcile those expectations. So, like, for you, did you have any, um, any things that, like, you expected motherhood would be and it just, like, knocked you off your feet? Oh, yeah. I think I expected my children to never really cry. I thought I was going to be a great mom. And when I just thought it would be time to clean up, they would clean up. Or when it was time to go to bed, they would go to bed. And I really didn't expect such resistance. And 
exhaustion. Those two things. I didn't expect the level of exhaustion that I had early on. And I remember our my first role of mothering happened with an eight and a half month old. So it wasn't a newborn. So I didn't even have that. But he was an eight and a half month old that had not been, um, he had not slept well. And so we were having to establish some sleep habits. And oh my goodness, it was exhausting. I remember rocking him, Carrie, so hard thinking, is this too hard? Am I going to, am I doing what shaking baby thing syndrome going on? Because I am just rocking him so uh, just with such I don't know, fervor, just, just back and forth and back and forth trying to get this baby to sleep. He would not sleep. And I remember being so tired thinking, I don't think I can get up tomorrow and do it again. I don't think that I can. So I had to really adjust what were my expectations for this child. This is a child who had not, um, you know, been rocked to sleep or been put down to sleep. I don't even know what, what he had had in his past, but I had to quickly learn that it was not going to be like a typical child that we were going to have to work with him. So yeah, a lot of expectations over the years, but that was early on one. Let go of that um, expectation that he's just going to get in the bed and go to sleep. I think he was five before that happened. And uh, let go of the expectation that he is not going to cry and pitch fits because that probably still happens. Um, So those were the two first ones I think I had to have some reality with. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I called you a few weeks ago when I was, I had watched a um, really wonderful online workshop that I I purchased, and I ended up, like, it was so good, and it wasn't even accusatory at all, but there was one part that had, like, the list, she she offered ideas for chores, um, age-appropriate chores, age-appropriate things that kids can help with. And I just started like weeping in my room going, I've expected too much of my kids. And I have these moments of like flashing back of like expecting my sweet little girl to just clean up her room at, at like two and a half or three. And I look back and I'm like, what was, what was I thinking? And, and I, I texted you in my, <laughs> in my crazy person-ness. I'm like, I'm just feeling guilty like Carrie, guilt isn't from the Lord. I'll call you later. Um, but how do we? I mean, so I think what I came away from that feeling is like I have to let go of the guilt because the guilt isn't helpful. But what is helpful is to look at it and go, okay, so what can I do differently now, and what can I do differently in the future? Um, not not hold on to that, but but learn from it. So. How do you think, like, how do we really tell what is age appropriate for, for our kids? And, and how do we set appropriate expectations? I what do, are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I do think there are some good um, books available for you on ages and stages. I think developmentally kids do understand different things at different times. For example, sharing most children cannot understand the concept of sharing till around three when they are in the stage of cooperative play. As a child development specialist, I spend so many um, minutes, hours, even days, it seems, talking to teachers about helping children understand sharing. But the reality is it's just not going to happen in that toddler stage, in those two-year-old stage. You've got to know that closer to three is when a child will start understanding, hey, if I let you play with my truck, you are going to give it back. When they're in that early stage of toddler 
toddlers and twos what they think is this is my truck I don't care if you had the truck five minutes ago I now possess the truck I will possess the truck from now until eternity it is mine (laughs) only mine don't for one minute think it's not mine it is mine and uh, even if they put it down and walk outside when they come back in it is mine and so knowing that helps you not expect that and get frustrated because you're over here trying to get a two-year-old to share his truck and not understanding why he's pitching a fit and then you start pitching a bigger fit but if you can understand that hey you know what we need to help them understand that this is not um that we do need to share but know that they probably aren't going to understand it at this stage and so maybe you have two trucks maybe you go out and buy another truck so that you have two, so that each child can have their own truck in those early years. So, so books help with that. Um, just reading about developmentally appropriate practices. There's an organization called NAEYC, the National Association for the Education of Young Children. I know about that just from my background in child development, but they have great resources for parents on understanding ages and stages. When a child is ready to understand more than one instruction at a time most young children can only understand walk into the room and pick your purple pick out your purple shirt or bring me um, the yellow cup off the table they can only understand one instruction at a time and I don't know if you're like me but I would used to be guilty of saying hey first you need to go get your shirt on then you need to get your socks on then you need to get your shoes on then you need to brush your teeth because we're ready to go and, under, uh-huh. and get frustrated when they didn't do that. Well, so much of that is because it's just too much for their little brains in those early years. Yeah. Yeah, and on that, too, you know, my first could do that. He, he excels in, from a tiny age, I'll give him a list, and he would just go do it all. Like, <laughs> that's just what he did. Yes. And then you know a bit about my second. Yes. Who's not that. She's like, let's roll on the floor while we get our clothes on guys and then I forget that I'm putting my clothes on because I am rolling on the floor (laughs) and I'm like oh my oh my gosh you just just put on your just underwear like just put on underwear we're not even trying to like get the whole thing on just your underwear Um, I think I think God gives us second children those of us who have more than one just to humble us because typically those firstborn are just what you described. They're so obedient. They love to help. They love to accomplish things. They think it's great to be a perfectionist. And then most people I talk to often describe their seconds. And I'm a second. So we're free-spirited. And we do want to just take our time to see everything. And that stuff can wait. Surely the underwear will still be there after we roll on the floor. So. And I'm a second too. And my husband <laughs> often looks at me and he's like, Carrie, this is you. <laughs> this is you. Yeah. Like, I know, but I just wanted to put on her underwear. <laughs> but that's such a good point though, too, for young moms that we cannot expect our children to do the same things at the same time. And just because one can handle a long list, the other one might not be able to and doesn't mean that something's wrong. It just means they are wired differently. And it is so important to parent to the individual child, not in general. You know, all of our children must do it this way. You know, some kids are morning kids, some kids are night kids, some kids um, are grazers as far as eating. Some are gonna gobble it all up in one sitting. So be flexible with your parenting. You know, depending on the child, 
And then be lighthearted. If I don't say that every single podcast, you call and remind me after you listen. Be lighthearted. That really does squash expectations because we get so committed that those expectations, I think, identify us. I mean, as parents, you know, we are, we are better because our kid obeyed the first time. And we are better because our child put their shoes on, the first, whatever. But it really isn't. If we could just be lighthearted and just, you know what, I can't tell you how many times my kids have gone to church in two different shoes. I've gotten to church to realize someone didn't even have their shoes. I mean, sometimes I've gotten in the car and realized I didn't have all the kids. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> but it is all okay, right? Be lighthearted. It is a joy. It really is a joy. And it really does go so quickly. And we get so caught up in if something doesn't work out that we expect it to, it makes us look bad. And I think, yeah. honestly, it just makes most of us go, oh, thank goodness, it's not just me. Yeah. Yeah, and, too, I was thinking recently, like, so many of these expectations that we feel, like, some somebody made them up. They're not really based in truth. <laughs> They're like, like your, your child should not have marker on her face and her arms and her legs when you take them to the store. And I'm like, all of a sudden, like, says who? Like, we're going to go to the store because you draw on yourself because you're a year and a half. And some days we put tattoos on purposely (laughs) with markers because it's fun and because it feels good on your skin. And um, I'm like, there is no rule out there that says I cannot walk my child into a store with marker on them. And so I just stopped getting worked up when Claire draws on herself. We just wipe it off as best as we can. And I'm like, eh, those skin cells will slough off one day. <laughs> they will. And then and when someone looks at you at the store, I would just look at them and say, yes, we were working on fine motor skills today. You know, or something. Just, again, lighthearted, right? Because you know you are going to get those. I mean, I boy, I can tell you the ways we've gone into stores. No kids in cowboy boots and shorts and you know, costumes and marker and all those things. And and I think, man, it is their right. It is their right to go to the store with marker all over them. Why not? go? You know, go back to that instead of why shouldn't we? Just say why not? Why not let them go to the yeah. store with marker? I mean, you're right. Really? In the scheme of things, Carrie, who really cares? And they're not going to do it forever. Like Noah's already, Noah's six and a half, and he's already gr- out of that like he doesn't want to go to the store with marker on his face he right. wants it like this is not gonna last forever but but yeah you can draw a dragon on your arm sure <laughs> yes absolutely we're gonna somebody's gonna email us how dangerous that is or something so sorry for all those people who are offended right now we'll probably continue <laughs> to offend you if you listen very long this show will most likely offend everyone at some point Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the expectations we moms put on ourselves. You're not going to want to miss it. Did you know that I love speaking in front of a group of people? I bet you've gathered that by now. If you're looking for a speaker for your women's retreat, your homeschooling event, or an education conference, check out my site, kathyhlee.com. I would love to join you and share my wisdom, maybe some humor, and encourage the people who attend. Okay, back from that commercial break uh, with Carrie Vossett. Carrie, I don't even think I introduced you because I'm assuming people already know from listening to you before. Carrie is the mother of three little lovelies known as the Mudlings. One of my favorite things that Carrie's doing right now 
She's not inviting women over for coffee. Well, they can have coffee. She's inviting them over to play in the mud pit. Take a minute before we go back to expectations and tell everyone what you're doing, Carrie, with that. Yeah, I'm like, I keep hearing from women that they're lonely. So I'm like, there's no reason for this. Let's not be lonely. So I just have people over. We have coffee and tea, and I tell them to bring a change of clothes for their kids, and we let the kids play in the mud if they want to. And... Seriously, seeing a whole bunch of kids in the backyard belly flopping into a giant puddle of mud is amazing. We as moms have expectations of our partners, of our kids, and so many times we have unrealistic expectations about ourselves. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think um, it it all ties together, you know, and when I I first met you a couple years ago... um, I was in a place where I was just so, like, I was tense about keeping the house clean and not having muddy footprints on the floor. And it was meeting you and Leslie at the conference. Um, and, and you would even say something as simple as, like, just clean it up. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. And that was actually when I started letting Noah and Ev play in the mud. Um, and it has completely changed my life to just let go of that. And to not expect perfection in in my the state of my house, but to almost expect the opposite. Like, there will be muddy footprints on my floor. But I think we get wrapped up into, like, what I thought I'd be like as a mom. What I thought I could keep up with. And those in and of themselves are, are these expectations that we have. And I don't think... Like, it's not realistic. For some people, it is. I have some friends who can just do that. I was talking to one friend last night. She loves to clean. And it calms her. And so it's something that it's not hard. I'm not that person. I'm a little more scattered, which probably isn't shocking. Um, And and cleaning is is not therapeutic to me. So I do my best, but at the end of the day, like, I've got to let it go a little bit, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. People who know me know I love a clean house. Uh, People who don't know me are a little bit surprised to hear that, as messy as I love to get. I am a big fan of letting go, getting messy, and then having them be a part of the cleanup, making that a game, too, making that fun, too. That's the time to put on some dance music. We used to do what we would call the quick pickup before their dad would get home, and we would just put on some music, 15 minutes, and whatever we could get done in 15 minutes, that's what we would get done because we wanted to have a house that was uh, pleasing for him to walk into and not that he would have to trip over toys to get inside the door. So we would do the quick pickup for 15 minutes and dance. But beyond that, it was not going to be perfect. We had we have cleaning days on Friday. We still do that now that they're teenagers. But day to day, there were piles and there were messes and there was paint left out and there there were mud stains on the floor. But man, if you ask my kids, and I hope you do when you see them, if you see them, they will tell you that they played and they would say, hey mom, can we paint? And their mom would say yes. And that I led with yes as often as I could. And I would just say that leading with yes to your children, that should be the expectation. If you put an expectation on yourself, it's to say yes to the to whatever they, I mean, not whatever. I mean, come on, don't misunderstand. <laughs> Mom, can we go to the moon today? Yes. 
Can we go to Disney? Yes. No, but can we go outside? Can we read that book again? Can we sing that song again? Can we go to the park? Can we cook together? Those things. Those are the things that are going to matter 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I would I would catch myself, and I still do, saying no. Like, Mom, can I help you cook? And I'd say no. Excuse me. Because um, it would it would make more mess for me to clean up. And like, why? Why? So I'll just clean it up. I'll wipe it up or it takes me a little longer tonight or, I mean, it will get done and it might not look the way that I imagined it to. Like I always joke that baking with my children, I always wanted it and I still do. I always want it to be like this beautiful experience, but typically like I, I need strong coffee (laughs) when I'm doing it. Like it is not my most favorite thing it's kind of everything blows up and it is a giant mess and it's just not what I expected, but the kids love it, you know? They do. Right. So the ex, so how you can let go of expectation, maybe that it's not going to be a prize winning cake, but maybe it is going to be a prize winning memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the expect expectation that like, I'm going to love all of these things. Like, it's okay. It's okay for things to be hard for me. It's okay for me to not love it. I can fake it with my kids and they'll have no idea. That's true. You know? (laughs) And I can, like, yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yes. Right? That's so true. I always tell moms, fake it till you make it. You might not ever make it. Right? But just keep going. Just keep going. Keep inviting your children in. You'll never regret inviting them in. It might be hard. You might even... I think it was a bad idea all the way through, but I guarantee when they're grown, they are going to look back on those moments. Those are going to be the moments they remember. They're not going to remember the mess it made. They're not going to remember even how the cake tasted. They're going to remember that their mom was in the kitchen with them, letting them crack the eggs, letting them get in there and get their hands involved. That's what they're going to remember and hopefully carry on with their kids. Yeah. Okay, we have got to wrap this up. We're, we, you and I could talk all day, especially that we can we see really each could. other. And um, okay, anything else? Looks more expectations. What else can we tell them as we wrap this up? Yeah, you know, one of the things I really love to do when I sit back down, especially when I'm ha- I've been having hard days or I've been feeling extra snappy or on edge or whatever, um, is I like to have my minimum expectations for my day. Like I, I lay them out very clearly for myself, not for anybody else, but just for myself. Like if nothing else gets done in this day, what are the things that, that I want to accomplish? And typically, um, my list includes read, play and love. And if those three things happen in our day, I feel I'm like, I will feel great. And I write them down on my chalkboard so that I see them read, play, love. Like, let's read out loud because it gives me life and it gives them life. Mm. And it's, it's something that brings us together and we love stories in our home. Um, and, and to have no, nothing else like, no, we're going to read this book or like, we're just going to read something it might be in the closet in a box it might be in the backyard it might be whatever 
but we're going to read and we're going to play. Like you guys are going to play. This is a priority in our day. This is not something that happens as like a side thought or because I haven't planned anything or be like, no, we're going to play and you guys Mm -hmm. are going to, to be able to have the space to just play. And we are going to make sure that love exists in this space. And, and that, those are my goals for the day. And man, when we do that, when, when I just let go of the other things, typically the other things happen anyways, but I'm in a better headspace. I love that. I think that's probably the best advice we could give any mom to focus on those things. I, I think if every mom could say, that's what we're going to do today, they would have amazing days. You're right. I think when we let go of, okay, I need to do this 10 things or these 20 things, and then we beat ourselves up because only two get accomplished. When we let go of that and say, okay, we're going to focus on these three, we probably end up doing the 10 or the 20 because we're not so stressed. Yeah, you're right. Without being cranky. Yeah, without being cranky. Mm, Yeah. All right. Well, I think you're amazing. I think you are rocking out motherhood. I think you are going to help so many moms when they listen to this say, you know what? It is okay. It is okay to let go of expectations. It is okay to let my children play. It is okay if I don't love it in the midst of it. Maybe tomorrow I will love it. Maybe next week I will love it, but it's important. So I'm so glad you were with me. Anything else you want to say in closing, sweet Carrie Vosick? I want to say, just speak this over myself too, Mm. is that let's, let's expect good things from our kids. Like it's, so easy to look at somebody and and play the just wait game like oh you think it's hard now just wait until they're blah 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 let's not speak that over anyone else's children or ever over our own let's expect good things for them like I can't wait to see who you become I can't wait to see who you are even as a teenager and, and expect like Expect those good character things, those things that the Lord's just going to do in them without expecting um, just behavior, you know, not expecting right behavior, but just expecting the good things that will come out of them as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I always say I want my children to always know that they are loved so that they can freely give love. So beyond that, I try not to have a lot of expectations. My expectation for my kids when they grow up is that they will always know they are loved by God and by their mom and that they will always... Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh. Maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. episode of The Real Kathy Lee. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.